Hey everybody and welcome to episode number 17 of The Kickabout and as always Dan and Fran are with me. Hi. So yes, you have to apologise for the uh, maybe lack of energy this evening. It's late, it's a lot later than we usually record. Um, But uh, we've got plenty to talk about this week. Um, We're going to start as always with uh, Mr. Statman. Are you ready for the... uh, I am indeed, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm ready. Down the stack, man. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't energize you, nothing will. I was literally about to say the word energized. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Go for it, mate. So this one's a little bit trickier, and it's going to be more of a guess than a like nailed on answer. Um, but two of the Two of the past three occasions that a player has both scored and been sent off in a Premier League game have been Crystal Palace players. Christian Benteke was the most recent one, but who came before him? Mm, okay. I felt like Chris was going to say like an idea and then you were like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably end up saying Benteke again. Giroud scored the Someone most goals. Who was second? Oh dear. Right. As always, we will find out the answer to that uh, towards the end of the show. Um, before we get into the Premier League chats, wanted to take a moment. Uh, some hot off the press news today was the permanent concussion substitute trials have finally been approved for the Premier League. This has obviously been quite a long time coming. Um, it looks like they're coming in January now, and it follows. Uh, the IFAB approval trials, uh, you know, they basically sort of said, yeah, we're going to go ahead and do this in the new year. The rule means that permanent substitutions can now be made if a player suffers a head injury, even if replay all of your uh, subs have been used. And to avoid potential abuse of the rule, opposition teams will also be able to make a change at the same time. The only thing I haven't checked is whether or not if the opposition have used all of their subs, will they still be able to make a change when this concussion substitution is made. So, um, but no, overall, this is good news, right? I mean, this is something that the, that the game has been needing for a little while. Yeah, I'm surprised it's taken so long um, to implement it, to be honest, especially with all these other like random rules and that coming in. I'm surprised this one's taken a backseat. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I'm not really sure what tr- what trial is actually needed. I mean, this is something that's been used in other sports quite successfully, rugby in particular. Like, what is it that they need to trial? What is it about it they want to test to see if it works? Is it purely just whether the teams abuse it? Yeah. So is it like a um, roll on, roll off type thing? or? Yeah, so the idea is that if a, if a player, so let's take the example of um, the, the horrible head injury to Jimenez a few weeks ago with David Luiz. Obviously Jimenez, you know, rightly went off and, and subsequently went to hospital. If Wolves had used all of their subs at that point, they would have been allowed to make another sub. If Arsenal had taken David Luiz off, obviously they did all of their sort of checks, doctor checks and whatnot on the pitch and decided that he was um, he was okay to carry on. They may have turned around and said, "Actually, let's do the let's do the uh, more thorough test, perhaps in the changing room." And while we're doing that, Arsenal can bring a sub on. If it turns out David Luiz is fine, he can come back on, and that sub that came on for him will then come back off again. Okay, interesting. So, but obviously there is, yeah, as 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 with everything with football, you give teams an inch and they'll take a yard. So, which is why they've had to put in that uh, potential abuse of the rule. Uh, point about whether the teams, the, the other team, can actually make a change to to stop teams just like faking head injuries and and coming off. Mm. Um, and how long would they be allowed to stay off for? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because I mean, I in theory, just... you could, if you know, if you've already made sort of two or so subs, you could use that, and then you could bring them on back on again. You know, fifty minutes later when they're fresh again, and it's almost like a fourth sub. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess this is maybe this is what the trial is for: is to make is to yeah. see how teams use it. Do they try and gain advantages from it? I mean, you would hope that, bearing in mind the subject matter, especially with a lot of talk around football at the moment about dementia and the impact of, of heading a ball long term on a player's health, you would hope that people don't abuse this. But uh, I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going to be the outcome of this? 
Um, and meanwhile, for a third time, the five subs rule has been rejected by the stakeholders. Uh, but they can name nine subs now, though, if they want to. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not entirely sure why nine subs instead of seven is any more of an advantage to anybody. <laughs> but yeah, I don't really understand that one because I think in um, Italy you're actually allowed to name like twelve subs. Twelve. Yeah, when you like can only substitute. When you can only bring on three. Yeah. What's the point? I have no idea. What's the I point? Th- to be, to be, to be f- yeah, to be fair, I think almost every other European league are currently you can do five subs. I suspect Italy is one of them. So it'd be, it would be five from however many. Uh, but if no, it's but twelve, before, I mean, that's before ridiculous. COVID, and every, before COVID, um, when it was just three subs, you were still allowed to name like a full bench of twelve. Oh wow! Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Why. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I just know it from managing in Italy on um, Football Manager. Oh well, but imagine I mean... being called up <laughs> for like. Imagine just travelling all that. Like that's ridiculous. That mm. is. Well, it's a day out, isn't it? That no, that's <laughs> so stupid. That even seven is like unnecessary. Mm. I, I mean, if you think about it, in the Premier League, obviously they're only allowed to name twenty-five players in their Premier League squad, so they're effectively taking their entire registered team if we allow 12 subs over it or 12 named substitutes over here so that would be a bit yeah. stupid but uh, anyway yeah we will obviously we'll, we'll keep a close eye on how these trials for the concussion subs go in the new year um fingers crossed it won't take them long to work out whether they're working or not and they can come in permanently because it is definitely something the game needs so right let's get on with the premier league chat then so we start with our first managerial casualty of the season uh, man city against west brom game happened before this happened um were you guys quite as surprised about this as i was yeah i think it was one of those where they'd they'd already sacked him before the game probably assuming that they were going to lose to man city and it just made it a little bit awkward that they drew why can you imagine you if they'd won why are you well because they you know that's probably their best result of the season and then he gets the sack yeah but i mean it is only a draw well yeah but they've just been promoted in man city uh, like a premier league winning team True, but I I would have but And it's away from home. Yeah, but it's like a few it's a good few weeks into the league now, isn't it? And they've not been doing Yeah, but they're only two points off from safety. <laughs> yeah, I just mean they've I mean they've not been doing that well. To work for you, you've got very high standards. <laughs> well, not really, because they've been doing real bad all season. So I and like I'm saying in my mind, I won't really surprise that it's acting because they ain't done very well. Mm. You, you two are like the devil and the angel on each shoulder. Representing <laughs> two different opinions. <laughs> no, I mean to be fair, I take your point, Fran. I mean they they have had and not a great start to the season. They've conceded the most goals in the league. So it's not like this result changes everything that's come before that. But they have improved recently. They have picked up some points. Um, I mean, even the Crystal Palace game where they got beat 5-1, that doesn't tell the whole story of the game. They were 1-0 very much in the game until the red card happened. And then obviously it just kind of fell apart. Um, but obviously Allardyce has now come in. Do we think this is a good good appointment? Um, well, I mean, if you look at the stats, then I would say yes. I think if he keeps them up again, then he deserves some sort of award. How many Premier League teams has he been at? Uh, all of them. Yeah. yeah. I think he's kept like five out of relegation. Yeah, like, he's, he's never career. been relegated. Yeah. Where was he last? Uh, and he was at Everton. England? Yeah. England? <laughs> England for about five minutes and then he went to Everton. <laughs> oh, okay. So probably at Bolton, I would say. Yeah, he 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 probably dines out. Yeah, he probably dines out on that still uh, on the quiet. I suspect, Um, but he's been given an eighteen-month contract. There's bonuses in place supposedly for keeping them up, and there's also a termination clause if they go down. Um, Obviously, on the on the point, so he left Everton on the sixteenth of May, twenty eighteen. Everton at the time, he, he actually did okay with them. I mean, they finished eighth, but. They were ranked 20th for total shots, 19th for total shots on target, 16th for passing accuracy, and 17th um, worst team for shots faced in the Premier League. So not to worry, West Brom fans, it's going to get exciting for you. Um, I was going to say, would you be excited about the appointment? Pretend you're a West Brom fan. Actually, pretend he's gone to West Ham. Pretend you're in West Brom's position. We've already experienced it, mate. So 
Um, the thing is, he proved for about half a year at West Ham that if he wants to, he can play differently. He can play more more attacking football. I mean, your um, your stat from last week, I did do some checking and I'm fairly certain that it was that season where we were under Allardyce that we were as high as we were last week, you know, uh, you know our record time in the Premier League. So he has done it. He, he has proven he can play a different way. I suspect, though... West Brom fans are not going to be playing, or sorry, West Brom fans are not going to be expecting Allardyce to do that. Um, if I was a West Brom fan, I suppose it, it kind of goes back to the chat we had the other week about, you know, would you would you prefer to be a Premier League side facing relegation or would you prefer to be a winning side in the championship? Mm. Um, yeah, ultimately, West Brom are going to lose more games than they win. Uh, unfortunately, that's just that's just how it's going to be. Allardyce will undoubtedly get them organised. Well, he's going to have to because they need to stop them leaking so many goals. Um, so, I guess if the board have got a plan going forward, then Sam Allardyce will steady the ship, and then they need to, you know, spend the next eighteen months trying to find someone that will take them to the next level. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Bilic has come in. He's not had any investment really in the team obviously they did buy Dean Garner but I'm fairly certain they didn't really buy anybody else of note uh earlier on earlier on in the season so he has effectively had a championship squad to work with it has showed at times as well um and despite the draw last night if it wasn't for Sam Johnston in the West Brom goal I mean it could have been a cricket score yeah so, I still think it's harsh I mean I don't know what owners expect when you know the championship teams come up yeah, and there, there, there was a lot of uh, talk that senior figures within the club were very much against sacking Bilic and for thought, thought that he deserved more time. Um, recent performances in particular last night shows that the players are still playing for Bilic. He, he obviously hasn't lost the dressing room. Um, and given how close the league is, they're only two points off for safety. Could they have waited a bit longer? Probably. Uh, were they worried that maybe another team would would do it first and get Allardyce in? Um I don't know. It's uh championship managers must not want to get promoted soon. It's yeah, uh, it's getting their that job way, six it? months later. Yeah, and, and also, you know, teams have proven in the past that even just coming in and throwing money at it isn't necessarily a recipe for success. I mean, Fulham mm-hmm. have shown that. West Brom, mm-hmm. sorry, Villa very nearly showed that last year and got away with it on the last day. Um so yeah, we'll we'll obviously have to wait and see how it plays out. Um but uh, yeah, last night was 77% possession to Man City, 26 shots on goal to West Brom's five, uh, only seven on target. West Brom's one, the only shot West Brom had on target was the one they scored, um, which switching our attention now to Man City is just yet more evidence of, of their shortcomings this season. Yeah, I mean, well, we've said it pretty much every week, haven't we, that they need a striker. Yeah, I had a um, a discussion with someone about this. I believe it might have been Dan Goodall. He said, he actually posed the question, are we actually seeing evidence of the City team needing actually quite a lot of investment and a bit of a clear out? I mean, it sounds ridiculous when you, when you look at their side and think of the money they've spent, but Aguero is aging. We've just said, Jesus, we, we, you know, we all collectively believe that he's not going to be up to the standards of replacing Aguero on his own. Um, Fernandinho is aging. Rodri doesn't seem to be filling his boots right now. Um, they haven't replaced David Silva. Gundogan is not good enough, in my opinion, to fill those shoes. Uh, Mares divides opinion and is a bit hit and miss. So actually, or, or are we just reading too much into this? Is it just a case of they're just playing bad and when they start clicking again, all of this conversation goes away? I think it's just, um, I think they're just missing Aguero. I think, you know, the amount of goals that he brought to the team, I think they're just missing that. that. They miss the confidence up front, that, that like front man, don't they? Which, which any team suffers from when their main striker's out. Any mm. team will suffer like that. And it's just, mm. I'd, but I wouldn't say they need, they need to invest in a striker. But I think if they still had Aguero on the pitch, I don't think we'd, and they were scoring goals, I don't think we'd be questioning the rest of their team as much as we are. Because they're mm. still like, well, last season they were like a sublime team to watch. So I don't, I think it is just a lack of a striker and a lack of that confidence up front. I would compare it to the Vincent Company. Like as soon as Vincent Company left and they didn't replace him, they were leaking goals left, right, and centre. And now it's pretty much exactly the same. Although Aguero is still at the club, it's almost as if he's left. And now yeah. they're, you know, it's like switched from the bottom half of the pitch to the top half of the pitch. And now they can't find goals. Yeah, I mean, Sterling hasn't quite 
got at it yet this season, but then he was another player that actually linked so well with Aguero that he probably fed off him as much as gave Aguero goals himself. Um, I mean, on the flip side of this, I mean, we've spoken about how tight the league is on so many occasions. Um, They're only five points off the top of the table if they win their game in hand. Um, I mean, Man United, if they win both of their games now, and I believe they're still winning 3-1 when I last looked at time of recording, um, they'll be two points off the lead if they win both of their games in hand. Which just seems absolutely ridiculous that both teams can be so close to the to the um, to the top spot, having been so hit and miss this season. Yeah, but it's it's nice. It's nice that it's a uh, you know it's still all to play for, and we haven't got one leader just running away with it. Indeed. So yeah, be interesting to see how the Allardyce situation plays out. They've got obviously a lot of football over Christmas, so Allardyce is not going to get as much time in between games to try and assert himself. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously we'll, we'll keep a close eye on what City do and whether or not um, they can pick up a few wins and, and creep ever closer near the top of the table again as well. So let's move on. Let's talk about Liverpool against Spurs. Um, leaving it late with a, a rare home goal for uh, Bobby Firmino to go top of the league. It was a tight game. Would you say this was a bit of champions quality coming through, you know, grinding out that result? Best team lost. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think we can honestly be surprised with how this game went. I think everybody knew how this game was going to play out, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) It was, yeah, it was was a good game. I I was hoping for a bit, bit more. um, Do some more goals. Yeah, but I mean, you've got to love a a late winner. Not so much you, Fran, but... I mean, I don't care that much. As a neutral... Uh, I had a friend of mine on Facebook say that playing in midfield for Spurs under Mourinho is a bit like collecting trolleys at a supermarket. The instructions are very simple. It's hard work. Not much imagination is required and you get very little thanks for it, which I thought was brilliant. (laughs) Um, But I mean, Liverpool were fairly dominant first half. Spurs incredibly starved of possession. I actually saw a stat that came up. I can't remember where I saw it. It might have been an Opta stat, which said that Tottenham completed just 75 passes in the first half, which is the fewest from a Jose Mourinho sign in a league match since his Real Madrid days, where they only completed 54 in the opening 45 minutes against uh, Pep's Barcelona in April 2012. His Real side went on to win 2-1, so I doubt he cares that much. Um, But it was a a dominant first half. Spurs obviously uh, went behind to a rather fortunate goal from Mo Salah. But then typical Spurs, you know, that counter-attack and that main man Son again doing the business. Beautiful man. Yeah, I thought it was offside at first before they sort of put the lines in. Um, yeah. It it did look very tight, didn't it? Um, mm. I mean, it was a, it was a lovely ball from the Salazar. In, in the second half, it, it it I still think Liverpool were the better team from what I saw. I mean, I didn't see the entire game from start to finish, so I might be wrong in that. But I uh, equally, I felt that Spurs had probably the more clear cut chances to win it. I mean, Ber- uh, Bergwijn missed two big chances. Uh, Harry Kane, uh, very uncharacteristically yeah. missed a, a, a quite a, an easy by his standards header from a corner. Um, but uh, ultimately it proved that Liverpool were the ones who stung them at the death with uh, a very good header from Firmino. I'd love to know what Mourinho said to them afterwards. Like, obviously, there's no, there hasn't been an Instagram post this time, like, there, <laughs> like there was last time. But I would love to know what he said to them after that match. Did you guys uh, see the YouTube clip I sent you of um, Tim Sherwood earlier? Yeah, I had, I had heard about it before um, seeing it. <laughs> it's just it's absolutely brilliant so he's he's uh for those of you that haven't seen it i'm gonna i'm gonna try and post it on our social media later so give it go and have a look but effectively he he sat in the in the studio i think it's on bt sport um robertson's about to take the corner in the 89th minute and he's going do you know what i'm not really worried about this corner you know liverpool, you know spurs have been dominant we've got the height advantage i just don't see anybody in the liverpool side rising and heading the ball in and literally as he says it Firmino rises up smashes it in the top corner and then he just goes apart from him <laughs> so yeah it, if you've seen it it's it's classic tim sherwood but uh yeah do, do go check it out it's, it's worth a laugh um so with the final result is there is there any significance to this result did we learn anything from this game that we didn't already know um no i, I, I don't no. think well they got each other again in a month yeah it doesn't this make any true, sense yeah. liverpool are definitely going to win the league now i think it's just one of those they've edged ahead um, and the mind games can sort of carry on. But they'll lose it at some point. 
<laughs> I mean, Liverpool, I mean, continuing to impress despite the, the injury problems. But on, on that topic, I mean, Mourinho was at, his, was at his best both before and after the game. He said before the game that he didn't buy into this whole Liverpool injury crisis. I mean, if you look at their starting lineup, I mean, does he have a point? I mean, they've got a good amount of injuries. They've got like, is it seven, eight, nine people, whatever it is out. But then they've still got the front three that they've had you know, that's widely regarded as the best front three in the league. So, you know, obviously Fabinho's gone in at centre-back and done a fantastic job. They've still got Henderson, they've still got Wijnaldum playing. So does it does this just show just how good a depth of a squad that Liverpool have? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, especially the fact that they just beat Tottenham, who were probably regarded as the sort of title contenders at the time. So, yeah, I think they've sort of, well, I don't know if I'd say proven everyone wrong, but they've shown that they can still do it even with the injuries. Yeah. And after the game, Jose said that uh, his team, they weren't playing for a point, um, despite what the, the stats suggested in the way they played. They played to win. They had the, He said that uh, the best team lost the game. I think he he had a bit of a, a little bit of a disagreement with Klopp about this. Apparently, he actually said this to, to Jürgen Klopp yeah, and said the best, the best team <laughs> lost. Klopp, unsurprisingly, didn't agree. Um, and he couldn't he couldn't resist a little dig as well. He said, by the way, if I behaved the way on the touchline like he does, I have no chance to stay there. I'm out after a minute. I'm treated differently. And that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> does he have a point though? Because Klopp does go nuts and Mourinho he does have this reputation about him, doesn't he? So does his reputation precede him sometimes? Yeah, but I, I feel like like that's what you know what Klopp does. Everybody knows that's what Klopp's like. Um, but he doesn't take it too far, you know. He's not in people's faces like doing signs and stuff. Whereas Mourinho is a bit, he does stuff that he knows he shouldn't be doing. And yeah, then he, he knows he's he going to get a reaction. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, classic Jose. I mean, I'm all about some classic Jose stuff. And his, as you said, Fran, his Instagram sometimes is a, is a joy to behold. <laughs> um, if you're not following him, I, I highly recommend it. Um, I must admit, I'm still looking forward to seeing Spurs against some of the lesser teams where we've, we said this counter-attacking football and sitting back style is unlikely to work as well. Um, mm. They've got they've got Leicester next and Leicester will probably come at them a bit more. So it's unlikely that um, Leicester will want to, you know, to sit back and, and effectively try and play them at the same game. So it'll be the teams, you know, near the bottom of the league that it'll be interesting to see how Spurs do. You know, do, do they change it up? Does he change his mentality slightly? Um, or does he try and catch Fulham on the break? <laughs> yeah, because he's going to have to start resting the likes of um, Simon Kane and stuff like that soon, isn't he, Mourinho? Yeah, he can't keep playing them every single week. You know, you would imagine that almost every Premier League team is going to have to do some level of rotation. Uh, even even David Moyes, who has barely rotated his team since about the second week of the season, there's no <laughs> chance he's he's uh, he's not going to rotate some of that team across Christmas. I'd be amazed if he does. So right. Um... And on that note, we're going to head for a quick break. When we come back, we'll do some more Premier League chats. Uh, we're going to go through our team of the midweek. Um, and we're also going to talk about how we got on with our predictions. So uh, we'll see you in a minute. everyone and welcome back to the show so before we go on it is last chance saloon for our comp uh, competition um our competition is on our social uh, pages it's, it's pinned to the top of facebook and twitter and all you need to do to enter the competition uh, is answer this question so wigan famously won the 2013 fa cup final thanks to a goal from ben watson but who did they beat in the final so all you need to do is go to the link that's on our social media pages, uh, enter the answer to that question. Once you do that, you will unlock other ways you can enter and get more entries into the competition. And you have a chance of winning a replica shirt of your choice. doesn't have to be for yourself. could be a family member. Uh, we will try and get it out to you as quick as we can, but it's unlikely to be here in time for Christmas. Uh, and it closes, the competition closes on Monday at six o'clock. And we intend to do the, uh, the draw for the winner uh, during the recording on Monday's show. Um, and obviously we haven't got humongous amounts of entry. So if you do enter, you are going to be in with a very good chance of winning. So um, do get involved in that. Um, and quickly, one reminder, obviously this is one of our, this is our first extra Christmas show, but we do have a couple of others coming over the Christmas as well. We've got one on the 28th and one on the 31st of December. <sighs> and breathe. Right. 
Um, over to the listeners, what have our? We should just call this the Dave and Pete segment, really, shouldn't we? Since Joe's not going to Joe's not going to comment all the while Chelsea keep losing, so we'll yeah. just uh, we'll just call when this Chelsea the Dave and Pete win, though, Joe will be back. Um, <laughs> so Dave said it is clear Arteta hasn't got a happy camp. No disciplined legend or not, he can't last much longer. Bilic has to be gutted with his sacking the day after a one-one draw with City. They had fight in them, and sometimes that is enough to help you stay up. Allardyce is a master of keeping a tight ship and keeping teams up, but it won't be pretty football. Liverpool deserved the win last night. Great game, though. Young Curtis Jones played well and took his chance to play in an injury-ridden squad. Chelsea have the wheels come off. They had a great run, not conceding and scoring for fun. Now they can't do either. Oh, that's uh, going to hurt and, for Joe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Joe, I did not say that. That was me. Um all the games on Prime is great. Their service with the highlights and goals option is definitely a trick missed by the other broadcasters. Yeah, I, um, I should mention I've, I've checked our email inbox. I've not had an email from Amazon asking to sponsor us, which is uh, which is a oh, real shame. Oh god, come on, Amazon. <laughs> um, Arteta. Well, I know we're coming to that game shortly, but um, Arteta can't last much longer. Uh, you would think not. Um... As you say, we're going to we are going to talk about it later, but it it, it does seem at the moment a case of uh, when, not if, for me. I think it's similar to the Oli Solskjaer type thing. I think they just buy themselves some more time. Just the fact they are like club legends. Yeah, I mean the difference is though is that if United win their two games in hand, which there's every chance they can do, even you know while they're not playing particularly well, um, they go two points off the lead. Arsenal are currently sat in fifteenth place in the Premier League. Yeah, I, mean, um, I don't mean so much right now for United, but, you know, like last season, we were sort of down there almost fighting relegation in the same place Arsenal were, and then we managed to climb our way back up when we got Bruno. Yeah, got no, that's, 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 that is true. I mean, yeah, I mean, Arsenal are currently 14 points off of Liverpool with the same number of games played, so they are uh, quite a long way uh, behind. So it's going to be interesting, but... If Arteta does want to keep that job, he has got uh, a, a very big uphill task on his hands. Um, we have kind of covered this, but obviously Bilic, um getting sat. But Allardyce is a master of keeping a tight ship and keeping teams up. But it won't be pretty football. Do we agree? Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think, yeah, I think that's a fairly unanimous agreement on that. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool deserved the win last night. Thoughts? Yeah, I think they did. Overall, I mean, if, especially if you look at the stats, and I'm, I'm a man for the stat. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, stats mean nothing, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I think, uh, I agree. I think they probably deserve to win, but I think that despite that, Spurs had the best chances. Um, yeah, it would have gone either way. I would agree. I think it'll be interesting to watch them in like three weeks' time when they've got each other again mm. at Tottenham. But unfortunately, Chelsea, Liverpool have fans Tottenham do not have fans what in general you mean yeah in general (laughs) um Chelsea have the wheels come off I Uh, I think that's a bit rash isn't it like they've lost what like two matches or drew or whatever I think I think I'll tell you what it is it's because I've put Mendy and Reese James in my fantasy team yeah, and it's I've only like two there. games out of a million. Like Chelsea are still smashing it. They're still like they're still a really good team. They just yeah, had a couple I, of off weeks. I'd like to think this was uh, a little bit of a tongue in cheek, a tongue in cheek comment to see if um, Joe Morton would nibble on yeah. the. Uh, oh yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Joe, I'm doing the reaction for you, hun. Um, yeah, I know. But I, in my opinion, I think it's way too soon. Yeah, to and it, it's. It's not like they've played bad in either of their two games. Um, with the the Everton game, uh, they they did everything but score, you know, and they just got with a was it a penalty? It was, wasn't it? That they, um, yeah, because Mendy absolutely clattered Calvert Lewin, didn't he? Um, yeah. So they've they've lost a game to a penalty, and then the game against Wolves, they were the better team up until they got the goal. They didn't kick on and just. You know, got got done by two good goals from Wolves. So, yeah, definitely nowhere near panic stations yet. Yeah, and moving on to Pete's comment, Lampard's post. Bit at the it was about Prime. Yeah. Oh, we not? Did we do that? Did we? Well, I was. We can go into that. What do we think about Prime? <laughs> <laughs> this is. Our, I think Amazon is great. Um, 
I, I would, uh, <laughs> I just, I, I, can you imagine if we got an email from them? How freaking awesome would that be? <laughs> I did, I'll be honest, I didn't watch that many games on Amazon this week. Um, I had, I was out on Wednesday night, um, so I didn't get the opportunity to watch many then. I saw most of the Wolves-Chelsea game, but I, I'll be honest, I didn't dabble into the options available to people watching. But I do know from watching last year that their broadcast was very good. Um, so it would it would be nice if the if the highlights option and the goals option is, is a thing. Um, it would be nice to see some a bit more innovation, I guess, coming from some you know people like Sky Sports who just kind of you know they've got the 4K, they've got the the good overall broadcast, but you know. It'd be nice to see some new features um, on on the uh, on the shows. Mm. Yep. Yeah, we didn't watch any on Prime, so can't really comment. <laughs> um, right, Pete, are you happy for me to move on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lampard's post-match comments on his team were quite dot 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 honest. I liked that. City still struggling to click. May possibly open the question: Is Pep's job at risk? I won't talk about Village as, we, as we've spoken earlier in the week about it, and we've obviously spoken about it already. In terms of Arsenal, Arteta has to come up, has to, has to go come the new year. Fans, players and club in turmoil. This isn't what we expect to see from a top six side. Remember a few years back when Jose was in charge of Chelsea at the bottom of the table? It's not acceptable. Uh, Big Sam is a good option. He has a great CV of keeping teams up, but is West Brom salvageable? Uh, Southampton alright fair play lads but just fuck off now alright <laughs> <laughs> I can literally imagine him typing that uh, Liverpool beating Spurs and look, uh, looking at the starting 11 with 9 players out their squad depth is still filthy they deserve to be top um, interesting article I saw on BBC page about this concussion rule that may be coming into play is it a good idea how will they determine concussion and will this open up a new can of worms with tactical play i.e faking a head injury to get a sub on um so if we roll back to the top uh lampard's post-match comments uh yeah i mean again we're going to get onto that uh, shortly um it was it was refreshing actually you, you know you often see some managers um, either deflecting or uh, is sort of just not really answering the question sometimes and just sort of dancing around it. Um, but Lampard, yeah, he was he was quite brutally honest, actually, um, with his assessment of the team, um, accusing them of, of complacency. So um, it was it was surprising, but, uh, but yeah, I quite liked it. Um, City still struggling to click. Is Pep's job at risk? I don't think so. No, that's that's a shout. I mean, I think that he has got away without criticism. I would say I would definitely say that. I think um, last season, yes, they still came second and played some good football at the time, but they did lose a lot of games last year, um, and they've obviously been very hit and miss this year. So, I don't think his job's at risk, not at all. But I do think he is he has escaped criticism where others would get criticised if they were in the same boat in their teams. No, I'd agree with that. Um, Arteta again. Well, we kind of covered this. But Arteta needs to go in the new year. Um, As a neutral, I hope he stays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we like a bit of drama, don't we? Mm. Um, Liverpool again. We've kind of referenced this that their squad depth is insane. Um, and then I guess just coming back to the concussion rule, is it a good idea? And about the um. Do you think people will start faking head injuries to get a sub on? I would um, hope not. Yeah, I, I would hope not as well. I mean, look, concussion is, is, a, is a very serious thing. Head injuries are a very serious uh, thing in a, in a football match. Um, you know, we've seen multiple times over over the last, you know, years, um, you know, some very serious head injuries. Jimenez, you know, cracked his skull. We think back to the, uh, the injury to Petr Cech all those years ago. Um, so it is a very serious thing. It, it's been given a lot more attention with these dementia um, studies. So I think if any team is caught to be taking the piss with this and and exploiting it, um, I would hope that the backlash from the fans and and, and the football world would be quite severe. Um, like this to me, this is 
this even by football teams and football player standards taking the uh taking a, a fake head injury uh, in a game would be a step too far even for even for football, modern day football you'd like to think so yeah i would hope so but i'm sure there's some players out there that probably wouldn't uh, give it a mess someone yeah. that enjoys biting maybe <laughs> we're not um, naming names we are not <laughs> do with that as you will um, and that rounds up the Dave and Pete show <laughs> Pete did also um, throw another very quick comment oh. in talking about um, Sebastian yeah. Haller um, he obviously we're not going to talk about the West Ham Palace game because it wasn't a particularly brilliant game um, but yeah Haller's goal was was pretty special um, and it's, it seems that West Ham would like doing this against Crystal Palace because uh, Andy Carroll did it a few years ago and scored a, a worldie of a scissor kick um, the difference is, is that Andy Carroll genuinely gave himself whiplash after doing that and was out for a month so hopefully uh, Sebastian Heller will not be out for a month because I don't think and I think Antonio's back in training but I, I don't think he's near fitness yet so we do need him to lead the line for the next game or two. It's the first week. We're not talking about West Ham, in it, Chris? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> you um, managed yeah, we'll to keep it in there, though. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do a Joe Moore, you know. I just, I'll just i only talk about them properly when we win. I'm that sort of thing. <laughs> and a usual season, that would mean I don't talk about them at all all season. But uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it for now. Exactly. Uh, right, let's move on with some more Premier League chat then. Let's talk about Wolves against Chelsea. Uh, as we talked, it's another bump in the road for Chelsea, um, but I think it is just that. Not the most exciting first half, apart from when Kurt Zuma jumped so high that I'm pretty sure he high-fived a passing bird. Um, and <laughs> it, it was uh, it was an absolute, it was an unbelievable header. You know, you think back to when you see Ronaldo jump, sometimes you kind of look at him and go, how the f- have you jumped that high? And it was another one with Zuma. I mean, he must have been a good five foot off the floor. So uh, G- Gerard got the Gerard uh, Giroud. Giroud got the goal. Gerard. Um, Gerard. Gerard. Stevie G playing. He's making a comeback. Have you not heard? <laughs> he got the transfer to Chelsea. Yeah, he got the transfer to Chelsea. He always wanted. Um, yeah, Giroud got the goal. It was awarded correctly by goal line technology. Um, Wolves came roaring back into the game in the second half. Uh, Daniel Podence was was superb in this game. What, uh, did He's you, a great uh, signing for them, isn't he? He's got, yeah, like when he first signed, I wasn't really that enamoured with him. I didn't think he was all that, but I have to say, on this showing and, and one or two other showings I've seen, he does look a player, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was a really nice goal as well. Do you, yeah, on that goal, do you think Mendy should save it? Yeah, it seems he seemed to sort of just stand still and watch it go in, didn't he? And it was his <laughs> near post as well. Yeah, I mean, it did take a slight deflection, and I guess maybe he did see it a bit later, but I know what you mean. It's almost like he just had a momentary brain fade, and by the time he realised that the ball was coming towards him, it was too late. Mm, But I think it's always easy when you're watching it to say, oh, I would have saved that. But I'm sure if you're in that situation, you get wrong-footed. Yeah, Um, that's very true. And in the situation where Podence was, as a goalkeeper, you're probably expecting him to go... Uh, sort of bend, try and bend it in the far corner rather than go for yeah. the near post. Um, and then uh, Neto with the winner at the end with quite a nice finish after a, a breakaway. So so switching our attention to Lampard and what he said after the game, he was quite abrupt with his comments about Chelsea's performance. Um, he suggested that, the, you know, the players have been on a good run. He felt like perhaps they, they knew they were on a good run, um, indicating that they'd become complacent and this was a bit of a reality check. Do you think he's right? Yeah, yeah, I, I like that he is sort of just out there and doesn't beat around the bush and says it as it is. Um, I guess that's probably a bit of Mourinho um, in him there. Yeah, I mean, Mourinho, obviously, he has the tendency to to try and deflect and just make a load of bullshit up, frankly, sometimes. Um, but he one does thing I. Out, out the players, though. He doesn't hide back about out in his players. No, that's true. I mean, Lampard didn't call out anyone in, in specifics in the way that Mourinho has done in the past, you know, with his treatment of Luke Shaw, for example. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll be honest. I mean, it, it must have taken every bone in his body, every fibre within him to not come out and say, yeah, Kepa is shit. I know he is. We're trying to find a, <laughs> we're trying to find a new goalie. We're trying to sort it, but we're going to have to deal with it for now. <laughs> um, but uh, no, he, he, you know, he just sort of said that actually, you know, this is a reality check. Uh, as we said before, Chelsea are very much still in the thick of the um, of the top end of the table, so this is not a uh, this is not a big deal for them. So if if Chelsea are able to get 
um, another win or two on the bounce and put a few wins together after this, then all of a sudden we we forget about this and we're back to talking about how good Chelsea are. Mm, yeah. So for Wolves, uh, their inconsistent form continues, but obviously a very good performance. Uh, should they should they be doing better in this league than their current position shows? It's a tough one because for me, you kind of got to remember that obviously they came up from the championship and they've been do- they've been playing way above their expectation. It's a bit like Leicester when they won the Premier League, and then it was sort of like, where do you you know what what should you expect them to be doing? Um, but I think with the the players they've got they probably should be doing a lot better than they are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, we, we've, we've talked about uh, Daniel Podence. Uh, Neto was also very likely, despite the uh, the fact that uh, there was a penalty that was overturned. I, I, for the life of me, I can't work out why Neto was so surprised and shocked when it was overturned, because it was definitely <laughs> not a penalty. Um, but one player who is struggling a bit for Wolves is Adama Traore. Um Last season, he was he was obviously red hot. Last season, caused defenses so many problems. He got nine assists and four goals in thirty seven games last season. Uh, this season, hot? um, I think in a Wolves team, I'd say that's pretty good. Oh, okay. Oh fucking! Now he's got the high <laughs> standards. Four goals for a winger is red hot. Well, he, I mean, those thirty seven appearances, there was an awful lot of those that were off the bench. Um, mm. But uh, even so, when you compare it to this season's form, 13 games, uh, no goals or assists. Do we, it was, he was linked to some very big teams. And so, I mean, there was rumors that City were were sniffing around him. Um, Has he got the ability to be that top player in a a top team? Um, Or do we think that teams have worked him out? He doesn't have the end product. That's the problem. He's big and he's, you know, he's quick and he's strong, but that's about it. I mean, when he gets to that byline or, in front of goal he just doesn't have the end product well i mean last season he his end product was an awful lot better um that obviously that end product argument is something that's been levied at him pretty much his entire career um you know he's always had that explosive power and strength but he's never had anything to show for it frankly so do we think the last season was perhaps just a flash in the pan yeah, you do get that. I mean, Lingard had that one good season under Mourinho, didn't he, where he was sort of scoring and assisting, and now he's back to being Lingard. Yeah, but then Lingard's a young player with bags of potential, isn't he? So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't think, uh, from a Chelsea point of view, I think they're, they'll be absolutely fine. I, I suspect that, um, unfortunately, with West Ham playing the next, I think we'll see a reaction from Chelsea. Um, so it's going to be a difficult game for West Ham. But for Wolves, I think they will be keen to to keep this sort of performance level um, and when as they go forward. And I think they can climb back up and get back into that kind of European contention spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So let's move on um, as we rattle through these games. We'll talk about Leeds against Newcastle. Uh, Leeds back to winning ways in some fashion, a, a 5-2 win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really nice win, to be fair. Well, it did I, look quite even to be Yeah, I didn't know which it? way it was going to go, and then Leeds just all of a sudden sort of smashed it. Popping them in. Mm. Um, it was the result flattering to Leeds, do we think? I mean, it was it was 3-2, uh, about 84 minutes. Um, Newcastle uh, went ahead, then drew level to get it back to 2-all. Um, obviously, the, the the latter two goals coming from counter-attacks. So was this just a case of one of those ones where Newcastle were pushing forward, trying to find that equalizer and just got caught out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Leeds probably deserved it overall, but I really could have. I wouldn't have surprised me if it had gone the other way. Newcastle had won it. I think it was like, was it the fourth? One of the goals. I think it was like the fourth one. There was just like no one from Newcastle up there. Like they just mm. there was like four Leeds players around the box. There was no one from Newcastle there. Yeah, I, I think it was the fourth one when um, uh, I can't remember who it was who put the ball in the net in the end, but. Um, it, it was it was like he was the two Newcastle defenders were stood there and it's almost like you could hear them saying just fucking score just like passing yeah. one of your 15 teammates that are here just put it in the net and let's get on with it um, but the pick of the bunch from the goals there were some good goals the second goal for Leeds was really nice uh, the cross from Harrison and the header from uh, Rodrigo the goal of the game was probably the last one um, another counter attack but what a strike from Jack Harrison yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, I mean, all of them. All of them are quite good goals, but yeah, that one especially. Yeah, I think that 
if I had to sort of sum this game up, I'd say this is this was a culmination of everything that we've enjoyed from Leeds this season. Um, mm. They've produced some really good performances, of course, and maybe not got the results sometimes that their performances have deserved. Um, but this was an example of what Leeds can do when they when it kind of clicks and they do find the back of the net. They're, they're fun to watch. I've said it before, but I do enjoy watching Leeds. So they just go for it, you know. You wouldn't know yeah. that they'd just come up. You'd think that they'd been playing in the Premier League for sort of five, six seasons now. Yeah, there was a BBC stat um, that showed the teams who've had the most shots in a game this season and Leeds appear three times in the top five uh, or top five or six, um, which again is very impressive and it's a testament to why everyone enjoys watching them, as you say. So um, but it could have been different. Um, I don't know how much of the game you saw. Should Newcastle have had a penalty for the challenge on Wilson? I think it was. it might have been two all at the time. Oh, I think it might be three two at the time actually. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 the ball came in. It was uh, Wilson in fairness. Oh no, when he yeah, sorry, when he came straight through the back of him. Yeah, Wilson was backing into him a bit. To be fair, um, but I think anywhere else on the pitch, I say that's a free kick. So I am surprised. When yeah, you know, I, I thought it was gets. a penalty. I was surprised that because it went to the AR as well, didn't it? And they said no. I was surprised it wasn't given. Yeah, it was. They sort of fell down together, didn't they? I didn't feel like the player really came through the back of him, you know, in like a hard challenge. But I think where Wilson was 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 leaning back, the player has attempted to make the challenge. Obviously, he hasn't got the ball. So look, I was amazed that that wasn't given. I have to say. I thought it was disgusting. <laughs> uh, as far as Newcastle goes, I don't really know what to make of them uh, at times. We, we've, we've praised them at times this season. We obviously we we do rate Callum Wilson quite highly. Um, sometimes they shine. Sometimes you just I don't know. Sometimes you just get this feeling that fourteenth, which is where they currently are, is a is about right for them. Would you say? Yeah, I think so. I think that's probably what you know. Just because it's hard when you've got an owner that's desperately trying to sell the club as well. And <laughs> he has been for like the last really five to, years. Yeah, obviously he doesn't really want to invest in too much money into it. It's, it must be so tough. Yeah, I mean, would you fan. say they've got anything like a squad or the manager for that fact to push for a top ten, or do you think that this fourteenth, thirteenth is a, is where they'll probably end up come the end of the season? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think they've got a chance of finishing in the top ten, to be honest. Yeah, but uh, no, it's uh, it'd be interesting to see how Leeds um, can they continue this and, and push a bit further up the uh, the league after their inconsistent form recently. Mm. Um, and let's talk about Arsenal Southampton. Finally, um, a huge moment for Arteta in this game. You know, a one-all draw and finally a goal for Obama Yang. But does that kind of tell you all you need to know about Arteta's troubles this season? That a one-all draw with Southampton is seen as a decent result. Yeah, because I think all of us thought... Is um, that seen as a decent result, though? Because it's not. Well, I think on a run of form, you've probably got to say that it is, because Southampton are in good form at the moment, and Arsenal are in awful form. Yeah, but it's yeah. Arsenal. That's not well, a good result. Mm. No, I mean this is what this is what I mean. I mean, uh, it's a one-all draw at home for a team like Arsenal with the you know, the players that they have. They shouldn't be joined to Southampton. You know, regardless of how well Southampton are doing, this is a game that Arsenal should be winning if they want to be back in that kind of top six team. You know, potentially pushing for top four, which obviously they are a million miles away at right now. Mm, yeah. So they obviously they remain fifteenth. Um, we, we've we've Arteta has been uh, a name that has has been on the tip of everyone's lips for the last couple of weeks with the form they've been in. Do we think that he's if we think to the new year? I mean, we've got like four or five games between now and the new year. Do we think that he's still going to be there? Does it? Does he need to win all of them basically? Yeah, I, I don't know who they're playing, but I think if he's still sort of sat in fifteenth, come sort of halfway through the season, I think he'd probably have to go. Yeah, I mean, watching the game, I mean, there was a little bit of analysis done on on the highlights that I saw, and Arsenal were just so deep. It was like it it was it was evidence to me of just how low their confidence was that they were they were literally petrified of Southampton to the point where the Southampton had the ball maybe fifteen yards inside their own half, and there was like a, a token press going on between Abamyang and maybe Lacazette. I think was there as well, and they were just mm. it, there was just nothing. There was just, there was no urgency. Um, and you know Southampton very much deserved the lead when they got it with a lovely goal from uh, Thea Walcott. Did we do we like the fact that he celebrated properly? Yeah, I mean, I understand when it's a, a, a club you've just come from. I think that's when you sort of respect like the last club you've just come from. But I mean, I don't know how long ago it was that he was at Arsenal now, but it's a fair few years, isn't it? Well, I think it's only maybe two years. Um, that's but... probably longer than that. He was at Everton, and that. Um. I don't think I think you're fine. It's not much longer than two years. 
Um, but uh, I mean, in, in any in any event, I'm I've never been one of these ones that unless there's something special that has happened at the end of the day, Arsenal are no longer paying his wages. He's, mm. he's not employed for them anymore. So he should be giving everything for his new team. So um, I've, I've never been one of these people that likes the fact that they don't celebrate when they score against their old team. Um, but so anyway, it was a lovely goal. And then finally for Aubameyang, 648 minutes after his last Premier League goal, uh, he got the equaliser. But then discipline, come back into this again. Gabriel sent off for a, a second bookable offence, and that's three red cards in five games now. Yeah, um, it was a silly booking as well, the second one. Especially when we, you're already on a yellow card. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't the fact that it was just a silly booking, because you're absolutely right, it was, but... It was on the halfway line. I mean, he's got yeah, yeah. so far to go. There's players around him. He just doesn't need to do it. it made me laugh that he, you know, was sort of full on protesting it as well and pulling his shirt over his head in disbelief. And you can't just wrestle someone to the ground on a yellow card and not expect to go walking. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it was a little bit of embarrassment because, you know, maybe it was sinking in what he'd done and the fact that he'd left his team with 10 men again. Um, so I don't know, maybe there was a bit of that, but Southampton pushed hard for the win. And in fairness, they probably should have won it at the end. I mean, Redmond missed an absolute sitter when he hit the bar. I mean, holding also did hit the bar in fairness towards the end as well, but you would say that Southampton would be quite disappointed to, uh, to have come away here. And it's testament to how well they've been doing that this probably feels more like two points dropped than one point gained. Yeah, I think they were definitely favourites um, for the game heading into it, weren't they? And they probably will be disappointed they can um, get all three points from a poor Arsenal team at the moment. Yeah, and it's it's an, obviously another very good performance for them anyway, despite the fact that they they only got the draw, um, mm. and they just they just won't go away, will they? From this top five, top six battle at the moment, they are they look like for the moment at least they're set to stay. Yeah, much to um, Pete's annoyance. <laughs> uh, the only, I mean, one positive from an Arsenal point of view is that um, Saka looked superb again. Do we do we think that he's got a real chance of being a, a regular for England with the Euros in mind next year? Yeah, I hope so. He, I mean, his work for the Aubameyang goal was really nice, just weaving in and out of all the players. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I, I, I am keen to see, obviously, I know he's, in theory, he's playing out of position, I think, for Arsenal, because I think by trade, he's a left-back. But, you know, with, with performances like this, he looks very versatile and looks like he can do a job further up the pitch. I hardly doubt he'll play further up the pitch for England, mind, with the players that England have in that in that yeah. position. Um, but, and obviously left back with the, you know, people like uh, like Chilwell fighting for that position. He's got a job on to, to get that as well. But uh, left back is an area that England have been pretty weak on in the last few years. So it's good to have a couple of options there for a change. Yeah. Um, sorry, go on. No, gone. <laughs> I was agreeing. Okay. Um, right. Um, that pretty much rounds up our Premier League chat for the uh, for the, these midweek games. So what we're going to do now, uh, we're going to move on to our... What should we do first? Uh, should we do your stat man first, Dan? Should we do that? Mm-hmm. Yep, can if you like. And the stat man... I'm still really pleased with myself for that. (laughs) One take as well. (laughs) So two of the past three occasions that a player has both scored and been sent off in a Premier League game have been Crystal Palace players. Benteke was the most recent one, but who came before him? Benteke. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, it could uh, be fair, but it's not. Yeah, but he's barely scored for Crystal Palace, so <laughs> well, there's not many opportunities true, yeah. for him to have uh, to have done it anyway. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's difficult to say how far back we go here. Um, not very far. Not very far. Okay. Very far. Uh, I've got two two names in my head. One is um, Mikhailovich, however you pronounce it, the midfielder, and the other one is Scott Dan. Okay, they are both incorrect. Excellent. <laughs> The answer is Wilfred Zahar against Southampton in January 2019. Oh, I wouldn't have expected that. To be honest, I don't really associate Zahar with ever getting red cards. He doesn't. He seems like the sort of player that just gets fouled rather than does the fouling. Mm. 
Cool. All right. Um, right. Let's get into our. Uh, we'll do the team of the week. We'll do the Premier League predictions last, since we're not. We haven't got the game show this week. Uh, we'll reserve that for our usual Monday slot. So, uh, team of the week. So we we talked about this as to whether we wanted to do it, but since there was a completely full round of fixtures, we felt like it was uh, it was something we wanted to do. So, um, uh, Dan, why don't you um, run you us? You through... go first this time. I went first last time, so I'll let you go. Okay. Uh, so in goal, I've I've got for uh, uh, Johnson from West Brom. I thought that was a fairly easy decision this time with the, the number of saves that he made and and what that result meant for West Brom. Um, obviously, it's had a slightly damning effect that the Billets then got sacked later. But um, yeah, he he was vital to get that point. Um, defensively, I've gone for a back four. I've gone for uh, Robertson at left back. Uh, I thought he was very good for Liverpool. Uh, Vladimir Kufal, or Sufal, I think that's how you pronounce it, for West Ham. He's He's been superb all season long. We've bought him for about like three million or something. It was a bargain price and he's been brilliant. And he was, he was very good again on uh, uh, last night on Wednesday night. Um, and then my centre-back pairing, I went for uh, Michael Keane from Everton. I thought, again, he's had another good game. He's had a couple of good games recently. Um, and I actually went for Fabinho from Liverpool. I thought he was he was very good. Uh, midfield, I went for a, a Leeds pairing. I uh, went for Jack Harrison and Rafinha. I thought Rafinha was just freaking everywhere, frankly, in that game. Um, I thought he was very good. Decore for Everton very underrated signing i think from watford in the summer i think he's he's a big player for everton he's a powerhouse perhaps doesn't get the recognition he deserves sometimes for the work that he does but i think he had a great game uh Declan rice i put him in there again i thought he was brilliant again and then up front i've gone for uh Firmino and son couldn't resist putting west ham players in could you well, I, I mean, despite the fact that it wasn't a brilliant performance, those two stood head and shoulders above anybody, um, almost on the pitch, frankly. Um, so, but yes, no, you're right. I couldn't resist. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's it's nice to have players from the team that you support that are eligible for a team of the week that, you know, they put those sorts of performances in. Um, yeah, make the most of it, mate. Yeah. How many West, how many Man United players have you had in your team of the week so far this year? <laughs> Not many. <laughs> I don't know if I've put any in, actually. I don't think you have. I'll, I'll look back no. in the last two that we've done, but I don't think you have. Yeah, I think you've put more United players in your team of the week than I have in mine. I don't, have I put um, any so in? I don't think I've put any in either, have I? Yeah, you put uh, Bruno and Rashford yeah. in in the first week we did it. Ah, uh, that's right, yeah. When we beat you, I think it was. <laughs> uh, I'm not nibbling to that one. <laughs> right, so I've also gone for Johnson and goal. Um done really well against Man City and like, like we both said if it hadn't been for him it, they could have probably had a hide in to be honest yeah um, my defence I've gone for Holgate um, he got an assist and was really good for Everton um, I think he's quite underrated as well um, mm. you don't really hear a lot about Holgate does he play that often because isn't that Seamus Coleman if yeah it's mainly Seamus Coleman um, that plays, but I think he'll be a good replacement for Coleman because he's getting towards the end of his career now, mm. or at least at Everton he is anyway. He might move to another club. Maybe. And he's quite injury prone as well, Seamus Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Um, my centre backs have gone for, I don't know how to pronounce it, Ajay? Ajay? Uh, West Brom defender. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had a great game. Um, it was either, I can't remember the other, it was one of two centre backs I could have gone for, um, but I decided to go for him. Um, I've gone for Michael Keane as well. He had another great game. Annoyingly, I left him on my bench for fantasy team. <laughs> um, and I went for Robertson. Uh, I had a great game for Liverpool. And then my midfield, I went for Theo Walcott. Um, mainly because he was, you know, it's against his his former team, and I think he showed up and he he really wanted he really wanted that game. He really wanted the three points. And uh, the two centre mids I've gone for, again, like you, two Leeds players, but I've gone for Harrison and Pablo Hernandez. Yeah, he's um, he's been a big miss for Leeds this year. Um, he, obviously, he's only recently come back from injury, but um, it's no surprise that he comes back in and the, and the team really starts kicking into gear because he, he is a good player for them. Yeah, very good player. Um, and then on the other wing, I've gone for Podence because I, I think he's a really good player. And if he keeps performing like this, I don't think it'll be long before he moves to a bigger club. 
I should say that I know that Pablo Hernandez didn't start the game, but even when he came on, he, uh, he got he two make, assists he, as well. Yeah, he made a difference when he came in and got two assists. And I thought he, despite the fact he was on for a short time, I, I don't disagree with his inclusion. And up front, I've gone for Patrick Bamford and Firmino. Yeah, Bamford's getting ever closer to that 10 goal mark, isn't he? Yeah, was it one more? Uh, well, I thought it was only one more because I thought he was already on eight. But when I heard uh, the fact that he'd scored last night, um, they said it was his eighth Premier League goal of the season. And I must admit, I thought that he'd scored more. Um, let me go. Where's the old... Uh, do we do... they do stats on there? I don't, think, I don't know if they do. Uh, Leeds United. Let's go and have a look, quick look-see. But uh, anyway, he, he hasn't got 10. That's the key point. So my, my money for <laughs> a, at least another week or two is safe. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Uh, we will obviously post those uh, images of our team of the week on social media at some point tomorrow or on Saturday. Let us know what you think. Um, no doubt you'll disagree with us, but we know it's yeah. sort of opinion based, but we will, we, you know, we'd love to hear from you guys and know what your teams are, uh, your team of the week. So to round off the show we're going to talk about the Premier League predictions from this week and also make our predictions for this coming weekend so Fran uh, why don't you talk us through how we did right Chris can you just before we start clarify our points system for everyone involved <laughs> yes because I totally forgot to do that on Monday didn't I uh, <laughs> so effectively if we get the result bang on we get three points if we get the correct result, just not the right score line. So, you know, for example, if we said it was going to be a nil-nil draw, but it was a one-all draw, um, then we'll get one point. And if we don't get either the correct result or the bang-on score, then we get nothing. There we go. Beautiful. So, uh, Dan is actually in the lead from last week's. He is on seven points, whereas myself and Chris are on a mere, well, I'm on two and Chris is on one, but that is without the results of the Man United-Sheffield game. Yeah, so we've, we've all got an extra point from that. Oh, there you go. So, we've, yeah. We've we, we, me, me and you, Fran, were desperately close to getting that bang on, but uh, unfortunately, Sheffield United had to go and score a second, which meant that we didn't get a bang on. How selfish. <laughs> um, so now it would be eight. Dan's got eight, I've got three, and Chris has got two. So... Uh, Dan predicted the Liverpool-Tottenham game correctly, and he also predicted the Arsenal-Southampton game correctly. Chris and I yet to predict a game <laughs> correctly. <laughs> uh, but marathon, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It, that's you with the quiz. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need to start sprinting in that quiz because now's the time for sprinting. <laughs> um, so, moving on to this weekend, um, what do we think the result for Palace Liverpool is going to be? Palace at home. Uh, Ooh, I will say. What will I say? I'll say 3-0 Liverpool. Chris? I am going to go 2-1 Liverpool. Uh, I like a big score. I'm going to go like 3-2 Liverpool. Um, next one, Southampton, Man City, Southampton at home. Oh, That's a one. tough one. Oh, one. That's really yeah. tough. I mean, I'm going to go when, when, Whenever you... Yeah, whenever you hear Man City in a in a game, same with Liverpool, you your your mind immediately thinks, "Well, they're just going to win." But with Southampton, that's that's not a foregone conclusion. No, I'm going to go one nil Southampton. Did you? Sorry, did you say yours, friend? Yeah, two all. Two all. That's not, that's not a bad shout. That. Um, oh, what do I think? Um, I'm going to go. I'm gonna have to push you, Chris. <laughs> I can't think. My 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 brain says we've got a lot more games to predict. Um, no, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for one all draw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go one all draw. One all draw. Okay, uh, Everton Arsenal. Everton at home. That's another tough game. Yep. Is it? Oh, go on. Then. Everton two 0 Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm saying the same. I think. Uh, like, I can't see Arsenal getting a result in that. 
That doesn't fill me with confidence. Chris is agreeing with me. <laughs> would, you, would you like me to change it so you feel better about yourself? Dan? Uh, I'm going to go one all. All right. Uh, Newcastle, Fulham. Newcastle at home. Uh, I'm going to go two nil, Newcastle. I'm going to say 2-1 Newcastle. I think this is going to be a really shit game of football. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be won by the odd goal. And I'm, I'd am i like to see Fulham get a win. I like Parker. I like Fulham. So I'm going to go for a 1-0 Fulham win. All right. Brighton-Sheffield with Brighton at home. I mean, I could basically say the same thing. I think this is going to be equally a shit. <laughs> yeah. I might go 1-0 Brighton. Yeah, I, I think it'll be one 0 Brighton as well. Oh, lovely, Chris. Um, I I was going to say one 0 Brighton, but I don't want to be boring and make it three. Well, uh, you three can say peach. it, Chris. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go one all. Okay, Spurs Leicester. Spurs at home. <sighs> Two one Spurs for me. Daniel. Two 0 Spurs for me. 3-1 Spurs for me. Uh, Man United leads United at home. Uh, oh, 5-0 leads then. <laughs> I don't know. United are tricky. I, mm, I want to go was, like 2-all. I was going to say 2-all as well. If the, if the fixture was the other way around, I think it'd be a lot easier with the way you yeah, know they're playing away from home. I'd say we're going to win. but I'd go 2-all. Two 2-all two for you. Chris? You say two all as well, Dad. Did you? Yeah, I was going to go two all as well. Um, you can say two all, Chris. <laughs> no, I'm going to go. I think this will be quite a high scoring game. I'm going to go for a four three United. Mm, uh, I think. I yeah. <laughs> West Brom Villa, West Brom at home. I'm going to go two nil Villa. Yeah, I was going to say that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say You're West not Brom. Very gonna snappy at these, are you? <laughs> I'm gonna say a, a one 0 win for West Brom. I think Allardyce might the, the new manager bounce. I think he might yeah. just uh, see yeah, a, see a, a result. Interesting. What did you guys say? Two uh, 0 Two 0 Villa. Are you guys just copying each other? This is very boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, Burnley Wolves. Burnley at home. You wanna go first? I don't know. Um. Let's go one all. No, I don't think that. <laughs> I think. Oh, now I, who's not snappy? Yeah. I, I think one nil, one nil Wolves. Okay, I'm going two nil Wolves. I will go two one Wolves. And last but not least, West Ham Chelsea, Chelsea at home. I'm gonna say three one Chelsea. Oh, I was gonna say that. I'll go three nil Chelsea. Bloody hell. What's this all about? <laughs> because Chelsea's sixth in the confident. league, seventh in the league. Chelsea are going to come out all guns blazing after losing. Well, screw you guys. I'm going to I'm going to say it's going to be a one-all draw. Well, that's not exactly optimistic on your team, though, is it? Well, it's better than fucking getting smashed 3-0. <laughs> They're not my team. <laughs> uh, beautiful. That's 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 all the games. There we go. Uh, right, as we will be back for our usual show on Monday, um, there is plenty of football to come. Obviously, in the next uh, in the next little while, uh, but there's a full Premier League fixture on Saturday and Sunday um, with those two last games: Burnley Wolves, Chelsea West Ham on the Monday. So uh, unlikely to be able to talk about that game or either of those games. Um, so yeah, as always, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to uh, get in touch with us if you want to, and also share us around social media if you can, help us build up a nice big following so we can do lots of exciting features and quizzes and whatnot into next year. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, everybody, and we will speak to you all again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.